Oh, taste and see that Adonai is good. Blessed is the man that takes refuge in him. Fear Adonai, you his set-apart ones, for there is no lack to them who fear him. Psalm 34, verses 8 and 9. Welcome to Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. I am your host, Rich Vangan, and in today's episode, before I get started, I just want to make a note that today on March 9th, 2023, I just read about the individual that I initially wrote in the opening segment here. I wrote about him, about a, started about a week ago, but I just learned that he passed away yesterday at uh, the age of 87, Chaim Topol who played Tevya, the lead role in the stage and movie production of the great, one of the greatest musicals ever, Fiddler on the Roof. So to see his name in passing, and I just you know started writing, and I'm, I'm referencing this because I'm talking about today traditions. And honestly, I mean, who can deny the brilliance and talent of that great actor? He was the lead role, stage movie production, uh, amazing passion and charm. I mean, he sang and danced into our hearts as he shared insights into the Jewish customs and cultures that's the mu- that the musical portrays. The film was really filled with amazing detail of the items and traditions that the Jewish people use and adhere to in their day-to-day lives, no matter where they were residing or under what conditions they were living. Walking in a manner that God had prescribed through Moses Many of the people of Israel followed as close as possible to the various customs of family, dress, washing, eating, sacrifice, prayer, and worship to Adonai above. And many of the Jewish people still hold firm to these traditions in their lives today. Though some have walked away from what they deem as archaic practices, they still hold a reverence to their cultural place in history. Even in today's day and age, Many believers in Adonai Elohim who are outside the original Israeli faith, such as Messianic Jews and Gentiles, practice many of the traditions that were instituted by God back at Mount Sinai, including the Sabbath, the feasts, prayers, and even apparel. All of these things are important elements and even observed as obligations to follow and honor and worship Yahweh God. In recent months, as my eyes have been opening up to the Hebraic biblical truths, I've started reevaluating my faith walk. I have been indulging my passion to learn and know everything there is regarding the Messianic Christian community. Essentially, all this is really relearning the scriptures from the intended Hebrew perspective that they were originally written as, just with the understanding that this old Gentile is simply being grafted into the Jewish faith, but with the added Messiah or New Testament element. Now, since many of the Jewish customs and traditions are really new and unique to me, I have had quite a head-spinning time trying to see how all these things would and should be practiced in my new worldview. I mean, do I need to run out and buy a yarmulke or what they call a skull cap? Do I need to start wearing tzitzis, these braided tassels of thread that are worn on the outer garments that symbolize the 613 commandments in the Hebrew scripture? What about prayer shawls or prayer books that they call siddurs? Do I need to start observing the Shabbat or Sabbath beginning Friday evenings until Saturday evenings? And what about learning Hebrew? 
Do I sign up now for classes so that I can commune with God properly? With these, as well as many other questions regarding proper conformity to customs and traditions, I've been diligently seeking out answers so that I can be a good adherent to the faith. But, as this whirlwind of wondering and hundreds of questions been running amok in my overreacting brain, I was recently brought down to earth somewhat by a very wise and faithful pastor who, very graciously, bore the brunt of my worries and questions. You see, as I was focused on the exterior elements of this faith and working on getting everyone I know to get on board with me, I was kind of forgetting something important. You see, I was falling into the trap of tradition instead of focusing on the truth of salvation. I was chasing after the tangibles, but was missing the spiritual. In the Christian faith, we often talk about avoiding selfishness, the importance of denying self. But we also need to remember how important it is to make sure that our personal walk with Adonai God is right, before we can be that light to the rest of the world. Yeshua says in Matthew 6, verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of Elohim and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What are all these things? Well, everything we need to worship and praise, to live day to day, to exist and survive, to walk and share the love and light of Yeshua to those around us. But none of that will be of anything of value unless we are fully connected to the source of all things, Adonai Elohim. If our walk and our faith is superficial or even non-existent, then we really don't have anything to share. I mean, going through the motions of faith is really just acting religious. Anyone can do that. If we're not conforming to the image of his son, Yeshua the Messiah, then we cannot be a light to the world, and nothing you do on the exterior will mean anything. Worrying about what we wear, what we say, what we do, what we eat, and all the other extremities of life is not to be our priority. You can be the most devout person on the planet, look the part in every way, follow sincerely all the rituals, receive accolades from those all around you, and even talk the talk with fervor and authority. But if your heart is not right before God, none of it matters, in this world or the next. Sadly, we see this mentality so much in many of the churches today, where people are quick to build facades and buildings, have material things, wear particular clothes, read from certain Bibles, do specific actions and activities, and puff up their qualifications before men. But when those outside elements are deemed more important than the condition of the parishioner's soul, it shows that the traditions of men outweigh the commands of Elohim. Yeshua spoke about this very problem in Mark chapter 7 when he was addressing the Pharisees who focused their walk based on their traditions. It says, Yeshua answered them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites, as it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. They teach as doctrine the precepts of men. 
and that's found in Isaiah 29.13. Jesus continues, You have disregarded the commandments of God to keep the tradition of men. And later on he says, You neatly set aside the command of God to maintain your own tradition. First off, I really commend you to do a deep study of those scriptures right there. Stunning and corrective words of our Messiah, and quite honestly, a very truth that applies to all of us. And this very message is the same message that I needed to hear. We have become so indoctrinated to the ways of the world, even within the walls of the churches. Man has always loved to show the exterior, yet has often neglected the interior. I confess that this has been an issue for this old soul as well. But God is faithful and forgiving. I mean, he warns us many times in many ways where our loyalty and love should lie, in him above. I mean, folks, we don't want to be classified as whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled with dead men's bones inside. We want our cups to be clean and presentable before the Lord, inside and out. We are not to seek attention and praise from men, but from God above. Because, you know, he knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows us from, well, before we were. We are fearfully and wonderfully made to worship and fellowship and glorify our Father in heaven. We are to walk in his ways, in his commands. But we must first start from the inside. It says, how can we say we have fellowship with him if our heart is far from him? His word is clear from the very first commandment given. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in any form of anything in the heavens above, on the earth below, or in the waters beneath. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. You see, he clearly says no other gods or idols or anything of the sort before him. If our wants and desires are to look pious and holy by our garments and items of worship and the things we do, we're placing those things as our gods, more important than where our hearts are truly lying. In essence, I wanted to focus my attention on looking and acting the part, going through the motions, before actually making sure that I was walking right as part of his kingdom in his way. We read in Psalm 51, For you do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You take no pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. You know, it's funny how many of these biblical truths I have stated here today have actually been part of many topics that I've preached to myself about in past writings and podcasts. Essentially, I know about these truths, but yet have either forgotten about them on the surface or have never really truly put them into a routine daily practice. You can have all the knowledge of the Bible and theology and applications and such, but yet still walk around completely missing all the points. You see, there really is this gap between knowledge and practice. And as I was seeking to add to my practice these customs and traditions, 
I came to realize that perhaps my practices were not really in practice. They may have been lacking somewhat enough to skew my focus. Take, for example, an athlete or an artist. They become good and natural at their skill without thought when they put into practice the things that they have learned. I mean, you just don't pick up a baseball bat and suddenly you're a skilled player at baseball. And you just don't pick up a brush and instantly you can paint like Rembrandt. Likewise, you just can't pick up the Bible and suddenly your walk of faith is solid and without blemish. Instead, you need to daily read and study and practice so that the Word dwells within you richly and your heart and your mind and your soul are in unison with the Father through the Son. Yes, we walk by faith, but this is not just a a once-in-a-while practice in life. This is something that takes endurance and strength daily to make the Word naturally part of your everyday life. That old enemy would love nothing more than to see you weak in faith, lacking in heart, stumbling daily, and keeping your focus on everything else but the inside. The more you learn, the more you practice your faith, the stronger you become to walk naturally with him above. We are to seek him first, walk in his ways, have our spirit humble before him, casting aside all the wants and the ways of this world, casting aside all the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life, so that we can be humble before him in honest and true devotion and worship from inside out. Before anything else becomes, our walk with Adonai must first be aligned and right. Now this doesn't mean that you cannot have the externals in our faith walk. We certainly can enjoy and participate in all the wonderful and meaningful traditions that the Jewish faith has in their walk and worship of Adonai. So many of these traditions and elements have a rich and deeply spiritual meaning to enhance and even strengthen our desire and our faith. But we must first keep all things in a balanced perspective so as not to turn our hearts to those traditional things first and idolize them above Hashem, the name above all names. Seek God first. Very clear, very simple instructions. Then all these things will be added, including the wonderful traditions. Amen. This has been Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Rich Vangen, and I thank you for taking time to listen. And I praise God for Topol and the Fiddler on the Roof. As uh, It was really inspirational and exciting, and it's something that I want everybody to take a look at. But first, make sure that your faith walk is aligned right with God and his commands. Amen.